millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Yeah, can you hear it? I can hear it. Oh, sh- hang on. Would I, should I take it down? No, no. It's just, it's made me realise how much I miss the sound of a ticking clock. I used to have a clock on my bed for years. Well, I'll tell you something about this clock that you're going to love. It's haunted. It's <laughs> no, if only. Yeah. Well, so basically, it's a picture of Jesus oh. looking up at the, the, the time. And it says underneath, Jesus, would you look at the time? Oh, Jesus, would you look at the time? <laughs> and every time I see it, every time I see it makes me laugh. Yeah. That's that how would... easily pleased I am. No, that sounds great. That sounds like a great clock. Oh, it, do you know what? Saw it in Galway. No Got way. it. Yeah. Aria. That's something that you couldn't leave behind you, as they say. Couldn't leave no. it behind me. No. Because I can't take the actual physical country with me when I leave home. No. But I will take a, 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 an amusing clock. Amusing clock. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Welcome to We Heart Worry. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. A comedy podcast. That's <laughs> Yeah. It's a strong start. Yeah. Uh, uh on my checklist here is number one, interrupt Yaz as she's trying to do the um <laughs> intro. That's on so mine that's, as well. That's oh. a, that's so funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're winning. Uh second on the agenda. Mm-hmm. Um find our bearings uh while we um settle into episode six of series six. two. I know. We think. Know. Oh, my name is Yasmin Akram, by the way. Sorry. Uh, my name is Philippa Dunn. Hello. We're just getting that out of the way. I'm sure you know us by now, but, you know, yeah. if you don't, we don't recognise the voices. Um, We're just, yeah, we're settling into this, our last episode of this particular season. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling all kinds of warm and squishy inside. Yeah. Squishy. Squ- I'm not drunk. I'm just going to say that now. I'm not drunk, but it, <laughs> but it sounds like no. I am. No, I liked that. I I um I liked the way you potentially invented a new kind of word there. I know it's yeah. not a thousand percent new, but you put a new spin on on squidgy. Squidgy. I liked yeah. that. Um, it reminds me of when I was about nine or ten, and I genuinely thought I invented the word shagget. Um, <laughs> that I used to bring into my game. I used to be a prolific Barbie game player. Right. And um, when the Barbies would get frustrated with each other, we we would say shagget. And uh, I thought I had come up with this, of course, and I introduced it to my parents and said, here, get this. This is this new word that uh, I came up with today. Isn't it genius? Uh, what is it? Shag it. And well, I got chastised. Um, don't ever really? say that again. Uh, you're not to say that. That's that's rude. Don't don't be saying that. And I was thinking, but you're, how could they I've have such a strong? Yeah, it only came around today. So 
What's the problem? Did you think that they were standing in the way of your creativity and yeah. maybe entrepreneurship that they had flagged this word that you just made up and called it a bold word or a dirty word or a naughty well, word? Yeah, I didn't know what was the problem, whether it was the word itself or just the fact that I was making up words mm. or that I had come to them with the word and they were annoyed that they didn't make it up themselves. I couldn't. That's what it sounds like, to be yeah. honest with you. Jealousy. <laughs> Because I think, to be honest with you, if you're bringing that out, if you're rolling that word out, let's say, mm. the big launch of that word was was mm. when you were, what, nine, ten? Yeah. That, I don't I don't recall the word shagget um, b- before, let's say, late 90s. I think from, in my mind, it came out around the, the Austin Powers time. Oh. So, so maybe you did invent it, right? <laughs> yeah. Sent yeah. it out into the world. This yeah. is actually me and my, my best friend, we had an Edinburgh show about this very thing where we invented a word. It wasn't reviewed well, um, but the whole thing was we invented this word and it was meant to be like a cool word and we sent it around the world. Um, oh. it, it was, sh- yeah, it wasn't great. But, what um, was the word? Bamp. Bamp. And yeah. It, it create a sentence using the word bamp. I, I don't know how to do it then and I don't know how to do it now. <laughs> What we decided was BAMP could kind of mean anything. And in that decision, we decided it meant nothing. And 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 thus meant our show got badly reviewed. <laughs> right, it's okay. So yeah. you gave no it was context. Written, right. I'll be honest, look, look, I'll, I'll be real and raw. It was written on the train dead. <laughs> so... So we, and oh. I also remember as we, because you know, before you take a show up to Edinburgh, as you know, Phil, you do previews, you know, mm. you, you get the crowds in, you see where what's going wrong or right within the material. Yeah. We had done so little work that we booked a preview, we booked an actual show and went out on stage and uh, with a bag of pasta, like in a bag, oh. you, you know, like a, a bought in a supermarket, a bag of uncooked pasta and mm. said to the audience, this pasta will one day be ready to be eaten. But right now it's in the bag and it's not been cooked. And that's a bit like this show. It's not ready yet. <laughs> but one day soon it will be ready for an audience. But it's not ready now. And, and then when... Pasta... Oh, sorry. Go on. But that, that's that's how we introduced a show. We had paid people... Uh, people had paid to come and see our show. And that's what we thought was okay. That was okay. our arrogance that we walked out and said, basically, this show is not ready for anybody to see, but you're here now. So think of it like a bag of pasta that hasn't been cooked yet. Okay. And now watch as we forget our lines, do the wrong scene, shout at <laughs> each other, haven't got the props made in time and time oh. and don't know the ending. <laughs> oh, look at that all sounds perfect to me. That all sounds. Everybody yeah. had, a, had, a, had a great night. I, I, oh, I, I didn't. Uh, there was a vein in my head that was pounding <laughs> due to stress. But anyway, listen, oh, got look. through it in the end. Um, you know you're in trouble when the head vein starts popping. You oh, really don't. But you know, I, that's the confidence I used to have, Phil. Do you not wish you could get some, you know, if you could still remain that confident or is it a good thing that? I want to get back to that level of confidence without the arrogance. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's a way of doing that, which is yeah. to be, are you ready for this? You're not going to expect this, mm. to be in my feminine energy, Phil. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean, that has nothing to do with gender, right? Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with being weak or submissive. Being mm-hmm. in your feminine, feminine energy is that you are allowing 
you are flowing. You are not mm. trying to force things into submission. You're not trying to make things happen. You're just okay. going, yeah, I'm going to just kind of go with the flow. And that's, that was very much my vibe at that time. Listen, we don't have a show ready, but we've got a book. So let's go with the flow. See if we can, if something amazing might happen in this kind of madness that we're allowed. See, and then I got super rigid and super moved firmly into my masculine energy. And and then I think for the last 10 years, I've just been like, go make it happen. Do it now. Uh. So oh, I and I guess when you travel the um, the confident route hand in hand with arrogance, mm-hmm. you might become married to certain um, outcomes. Yeah. And when these outcomes don't appear, then you get waylaid. But if you can continue to stay in the moment, stay in the flow, stay dynamic. Mm. Can't believe I said all that together. No, um, I loved it. I'm impressed it. with myself um, that you, you're more able to weather maybe potential setbacks or... Mm-hmm. You know, when you and especially when you embark on something and you don't get the outcome you thought you were getting, mm-hmm. um, it can really throw you for a loop. And it's only years later that you go, Jesus, I'm actually glad that that thing turned out the way it did, even though I was terribly oh disappointed God, yes. at the time. Yes. Um, so I suppose it's I don't know if, if any of it is to do with um, being able to just face what you're doing in, in the moment. And, and um, I, yeah, I, I'm trailing off. No, no, I, no listen, it, was, going it was beautifully done. It was almost, it was very ethereal. And now you're just kind of going back into the clouds and back up to heaven. Yeah. You came from. But, oh, God. <laughs> but I think that's it. It's like you have to be able to flow and you have to be able to sometimes say to yourself, I've done as much as I can logically do. Not, mm. I mean, not the show. We could have done absolutely. We could have done more with the show. Uh, yes, but like in, yeah. in, in any other areas of life, you just go, I've done as much as I can do. And now I have to be in that seat of allowing something to happen because mm. I've pushed as far as I can. Now there's nothing else for me to do apart from be receptive to what might come my way. Yes. And I think that's the confidence of going, I've, I've done what, like, there's nothing else. If, if I can't see what the next step is, it's because... I should be now in receptive mode. Yeah. And, and that's remain. a confidence place. It's a very confident place to be because you have to just trust that something's going to happen. Something good is going to happen. Yeah. Remain open to the beauty of pos- possibility. Exactly. Possibility. Pull it. <laughs> I, I think not know what's wrong with my mouth today. Is this, is this the episode where we continue yet again to create more words? Maybe that's Or put what... a spin. Oh, actually, do you know what? Maybe all words have been invented. It's just that we are now putting a spin on existing words. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay, it's like making, you know, like fetch in Mean Girls. It's like you're going to take hmm. a word that's been used a certain way. You're going to bring it. You're going to bring it back into something else. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, well, as we ponder that, um, we should hmm. probably go into our worries of this week. Um, yes. I think I think I'm up first. Okay. Um, this oh. is a worry. I'm going. I'm going to need some help with this mm. because it's been a big old question mark. So let me explain, right? Yeah. So you know I have dreams and they're vivid. Oh, yes. And I, oh, listen, back and forth with these dreams, they cause me all kinds of anxiety. But what I'll do is the next morning after I've had my weird dream, I'll look it up and I'll get some kind of clarity. Like I have lots of dreams of moving house and I'll look it up and it will say, you know, you're moving to a new phase of your life. What kind of house are you moving to? Is it a nice house? Is it a, you know, a horrible house? Who are you living with? All of that kind of stuff. Right. Got Mm. it. One time I had a dream about a white rat. That's apparently meant to be very good. All of these kinds of things. Right. The other night I had this dream that myself and my sister were children. Okay, 
Yes. And we were running away from the American actor Jared Leto. Right. Now, Jared Leto in this dream, or Jared Leto, I don't know exactly how you pronounce his name, was in his, uh, let's say Jesus. You know the way he kind of looks quite, he can sometimes look quite Jesus-y. Yes. Right? Yes. He looked a bit like that and he was chasing myself and my sister around this house that was not ours, but we lived there. I knew that kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. At one point, Jared Leto runs after my sister and I am alone, Phil, right? Mm. Outside this very beautiful house. And then I see two astronauts running across a field being chased by a bunch of like preteen children. Right, yeah. And then I shout to the astronauts, press C20. <laughs> of course, yes, yes. Yeah, which is like, yes. yeah, <laughs> makes total sense. Because I, I, my thinking in the dream was if you if they press C20 on the buttons mm. on their spacesuit. On their chest buttons, yes. Chest buttons on their, or, or arm buttons. I don't know what the buttons are. That they yeah. would, they're going to get, um, like they'll, they'll start to fly. Like the, the suit will start to fly and they'll be taken away from the preteen children who are chasing them. They'll right? uh, zip off into the... Um, into outer space. Into outer space, yeah. Where they belong. <laughs> yes. So then so then I've I've solved that problem, put out that fire, the astronauts are safe, and I run back right into the house. I'm climbing through the doggy door, and now I'm not me, I'm my sister. Grand. So I know I'm my sister, and as I'm climbing through the doggy door, Jared Leto grabs my leg. Hmm. And then someone says Someone says on the other side of the door, who is not me and my sister, on Jared's side of the door, they say to Jared Leto, Jared, do you want to come to the cinema? And he, he lets go of my slash my sister's leg and looks at me slash my sister, because I'm still in my sister's body. And he says, that's all I wanted. And then let's go and goes back out the doggy door and goes to the cinema with this person. Right. So I wake up and I think, well, I've got to, I've got to look up. All of that. So I look mm. up like different aspects and, you know, I get to the inevitable, like being chased, right? Because this is yes. the main thing of the Jared Leto was just cha- chasing me and my sister. Oh, I'm sick and of, of course, being chased by Jared Leto. God, go on. So then I look it up, right? And they go, you're being chased in a dream, you know, or you're running away from some kind of situation. Main question, who's chasing you? Yes. Answer Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah. They say that like the, the the clue is in who is chasing you. Yes. Like what does that person mean to you? Yes. I've never met Jared Leto. I have. Leto. I right. have. Tell, talk to that story, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> I came in very keen there, didn't I? Oh, well, you've got a story. You've got a story to tell us. Um, it was my birthday. I think I was about twenty-two. Can't oh. remember. I a was great on, year. Yeah. What would that have been? Can't remember, can't do sums. I was uptown on Grafton Street in Dublin and uh, I was wearing a suit. Don't ask me why. It was a polyester number from Dunn Stores. It was pinstripe. It was grey. No, it wasn't grey. It was navy. Sorry. A full uh, like, t- like, like a skirt or trouser suit? A trouser suit. I think why? the... Um, the why? I was going to an event. <laughs> I was going to a graduation. Was this, this, was is, this a young business this sounds woman like a, of Ireland? Want to be, maybe. I don't know. Um, this sounds like a, a mad dream as well. Anyway, I was uptown. Yeah. Wearing my suit with a right. small clutch. You know when you get dressed up as a young woman in your 20s and mm-hmm. you're basically doing cosplay, you're thinking, this is what an adult wears. Yes. Yeah. I was kind I of doing do a bit that of that. Yeah. 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 No harm. 
oh my God, this is really going back. He was in Golden Discs. And I've just <laughs> I dated him. He was in Golden Trousers or something. No. I was waiting. <laughs> no, this is really dating me. Uh, golden Discs. God, that's going back on Grafton Street. My friend saw him. I was with my friend, my best friend. And she says, oh my God, you'll never guess he's over there. And I was like, who? Oh God, I'm wearing my suit and everything. Who is, who, who's, who is it? <laughs> and she says, it's your mano from... Um, my so-called, so-called life. life. I was like, go yeah. away, get lost. And she goes, yeah, look, go over there, look. So I peeked around and I'll call you or something. And there he was going through the tapes. And um, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. And I says, I says, I says to the friend, I pulled the friend aside. I says, look, you know me, you know I have zero fucking balls. It is my birthday. If you were anything like a good friend, you'd go over there and you'd ask him for a photo for me. <laughs> friend being my best friend because she's she's she is absolutely out of this world best friend material she goes of course I will Phil of course toddles over hi Mr Leto it's my friend's birthday would you take a picture with her he says yeah I had a disposable you know in the cardboard carton because <laughs> I was going to graduation I wanted to take a few <laughs> I wanted to take a few memento snaps do you know what I mean this is the, this is the most dated story I've ever heard of my life <laughs> He was going through the tapes. I had, <laughs> I had brought one of those cameras that you, you put, you know, the, you, put the, oh, yeah. you put the sheet over your head and you stood behind <laughs> and you pose for four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, we, he, he, he was very, yeah, he very kindly stopped and took a picture. What was the vibe you got from him? Because now you're going to be able to p- help me piece this puzzle together, Phil. He didn't mind being interrupted while rifling through tapes and golden discs <laughs> on Garden, garden City, Grafton Street. Grafton. Did, you, did you have any kind of, um, any kind of conversation? Uh, best friend had dropped the news that it was my birthday. So I think right. we talked about that. He says, is, is it your birthday? And I said, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Riveting stuff. Riveting. Oh, stop. Stop the lights now. Oh, the conversation was all over. It was wild. It was wild now. I probably even mentioned something about the weather. I probably said it's a lovely mild day, isn't it? For November, it's lovely mild. <laughs> yeah. He's, he probably said, yeah, it is lovely and mild. All right, yeah. Yeah. I said... Um, I don't need to wear a jacket. Well, he was wearing a jacket and oh, a, a nice hat. Oh. And when I got the photos developed... My mother picked them up from the chemist and she went through the course, ma'am, being ma'am. And she went, who's the boy in the bearskin hat? I went, excuse me, what? Sorry, he was, excuse I thought she was losing her mind. And uh, I went through, oh, sorry, ma'am, it's just Jared Leto. It's Jared, Jared my friend Jared. He was Jordan Catalano on my fair so-called, what's it called? My so-called <laughs> my fair, my, my, my fair, fair city, my fair lady. Yeah. Um, so that's it I'm so sorry I've interrupted your story no no but okay do you know what I'll tell you is a big clue there why he would have been visible to an Irish person it's because Irish people back in the day especially Irish men mm. did not wear hats far too stylish yeah to go out there and wear a fashion hat that way to like commit yourself because it's really it's basically you're saying on your head I'm into fashion I'm into style um, yeah yeah which I'm obviously, not afraid to stand out look at I'm me. not afraid to stand out and listen Look, I'm not going to say for one second that the, the lovely boys of our nation aren't stylish. But back no. then, it just what we just weren't no. a hat wearing country. You know, we, we, we you didn't peacock it. You didn't peacock it. No, you didn't. 
No, the, the confidence wouldn't have been there now to stand out from the crowd like in such a way. No, not at all, in any way. Now, the thing with Jared is, you know, when I'm trying to look through my memory banks or just even my mind pipes, as I call them, Mm. um, what does he represent to me? Exactly. I don't know. I don't know, Mm. Phil. I've never, never thought of him outside of, oh, there's an actor on the television who's always um, been quite good in things. I've always rated him as a performer. And Mm. also, he looks incredible. He He won't age. He's still the same now. He looks Go with the that. same. Go with that. This is what I think when I look at Gerletto is I know he's vegan, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, he I think so. Has a, he's in great shape. He's got fabulous hair. Fabulous His hair. skin is always lovely. Oh, he yeah. doesn't age like that. He is, he's, um, I don't know what age he is, but he doesn't age. Um, is there anything in that? Would he represent something? Because mm. you said you're going to need help picking the dream apart. And yeah. the first thing I would say is do you remember maybe dating ourselves again? Do you remember when we were younger, those dream interpretation books were all the rage? Oh, yeah. And I would say my personal opinion, throw them all in the bin because I don't believe myself personally that there is um, a standard in, um, interpretation for the symbolism that's in dreams. You touched on it there. I, I'm of the school where everything that's in the dream, it it all boils down to you. What do you associate with that person place or thing Mm. and when it comes to symbolism yeah I would agree on certain things like the house if you have a dream in a house I believe the house represents yourself so now we see this is where the two kind of join together in a Venn diagram whereby everything in the dream in theory means something to you Mm -hmm. um so you could basically over years while you're aware of those things that those symbols mean certain things to you. And that could be your own personal library of symbolism. So for me, I know the house always means me. I don't know if that's because I read it somewhere and I took it on as my own, but I know the house always means me. So in your case, you know, maybe the house means you, you and your sister, they're different parts of you. You Mm -hmm. are one part of you. Mm -hmm. Your sister represents the other part of you. I would say Jared Leto was also part of you. There's a part of you chasing you, whatever you and your sister are, yeah. chasing that part of you down. Um, you don't want to confront it. You don't want to stop. Mm-hmm. You actually, you will let the Jared Leto part of you catch the sister part of you, mm-hmm. but you will escape before it can catch you. you. You'll get out before it can catch you. And, and then why, what, when he was got one of them, when the person said... Do you, do you want to come to the cinema? And he was like, that's all I wanted. What do you think that's about? To be, to be asked to do, to do something, to be included, to... Yeah, I just... Because I was trying to think... Because say, for instance, it was Ben Affleck. Hmm. <laughs> right. Say, for instance, Ben Affleck was chasing me in a dream. Yeah. I go, okay, so what do I think of Ben Affleck? Well, hmm. Ben Affleck, I used to really fancy when I was younger... I think he's very attractive and I think he's a really amazing director and filmmaker I like I think he he makes some really like I I like his career I think he's got a really interesting solid career and Mm. and I like the fact that he can be vulnerable and talk about like the things he's gone through so that's what so I have an opinion about Ben Affleck let's say yeah. I don't have any opinion about Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Leto. That's you see that's really unhelpful isn't it for yourself. That's the thing. That's the thing. I'm just going, mm. there's nothing that has ever been in my memory banks other than he is a, like a good looking person. Mm. 
Um, well, do you think that's the, that's what he could be? Is that he's an exemplar of uh, attractiveness? No. And it's chasing me down. Yeah, like there's a standard of beauty maybe that's chasing you down. Oh. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not an expert. At all. Well, no. Listen. I mean, first of all, you've met him, and obviously there was a clear mm. connection there. There was a massive. I really. I really felt it. Like I mean, when we said it, it was very mild. Uh, sparks flew. The sparks were flying. Um, I um, not look. We don't want to go down this road because it'll take too long. But we, we know why he was in Dublin, don't we? He was filming something. Yes. Do you know? You know what he was filming, don't you? Last Vikings. Maybe. I, I thought he was going to... No, well, what? What was Could he filming? Alexandra. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh! Yes, I completely... I I completely overlooked that one. Do you want that to explain? Because uh, Alexandra, as we know, stars uh, the future Mr. Yasmin Akram, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. And he was obviously in Dublin trying to get the accent down because he was, he was Irish in... Alexander does a very good Irish accent, it has to be said now, does Jared Leto. Oh, he was Irish Strong. also in The Last High Kings. He was Irish. Is that the name of the King. film? I don't, I could be. Uh, you're just... right. No, it is. It is that. It was in, he, it was in it with uh, Gabriel Byrne, I think, was in that as well. The Last High Kings. And somebody else. I just remember, is it Catherine O'Hara? Yes. I, I just, all my eyes always just go to her, so. Her, yeah, she her does. Irish accent is Well, she's gorgeous. an O'Hara. Well, she's mm. an O'Hara, isn't she? Mm. So anyway, but Jared Leto was in Alexander and played the lover of Mr. Colin Farrell. And maybe that's what's on my mind there. Maybe that's what's on my mind. So you're just saying that all roads do lead to Colin. All roads lead to Colin Farrell. I had a thought and then we will move on to your worry. Because to be honest with you, how can we get to the bottom of this worry? We'll never know. Mm. But while I was Mm. on the YouTube and, you know, bored, um, I noticed that Colin Farrell... (laughs) in his spare time has been giving uh, giving over some time to people who are doing charity work like so he's doing zooms with different people talking it just like anywhere that he can support and uplift somebody he is into he's he's asking them questions and usually they're an Irish person yeah. from what I've seen yeah. and I was just thinking what can I do <laughs> what can I do in the remaining oh. lockdown time to get something out that means that he has to interview me on a Zoom. Okay, let's have a brainstorm. Because I was going like, there's like uh, I have overcome like, well, not a huge amount, but like, not like, could I do a pamphlet up or a small book or something that might make him go, um, oh yeah, that's a very important issue. Maybe I should, you know. And then somebody else sets it up so it looks like it's not me looking to be interviewed by him, but like, you know. And then I arrive on the Zoom with a fucking ring light like you've never seen <laughs> and the first 10 minutes is just like me like modeling into the camera and then and then when he's going i'm in i'm on board then we can start doing some questions well the first thing that come to mind are you could just do that thing that experiment where you put you just put on the envelope colin farrell dublin <laughs> and you see this get to him have you I seen don't that? think he lives in Dublin though anymore. Okay. Um, Colin Farrell, I just LA. Think, uh, Colin Farrell, LA. And then I say, what? Like, I've got to think of a good ch- charity. Maybe I should like raise some money for a charity. And then, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to talk about my charity work 
but okay, I'll talk to Colin Farrell about it. And then maybe he could, you know, I'm trying to be like, I just wanted to do this for, you know, the the kids or the disease or the, the animals or whatever it is that I've raised the money for. And then um, he interviews me and then, um, and then, yeah, okay, we swap personal details, but it's only because he really admires me as a, an entrepreneur and um, a ch- charity, charity a worker. A very sincere charity worker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to uh, if anybody knows, if anybody knows, just like let them know that I'm a really good person and I've got all this stuff I'd, I'd love to talk to him about. Yeah. yeah. Well, put it, put it, put it out there. Mm. Send out a group text. Yeah, to just to everyone in the world. Yeah, just to, well, yeah, everyone you know, just go, by the way, has anyone got Colin's number? If you do, pass yeah. it on. Passes on. Um, um, so that, anyway, sorry, Phil, that was my worry of the week. Thank you for walking no. through it with me as as somebody who knows about dreams. You 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 went, you went gave me as much information as I could possibly have hoped for in this scenario. I would love to know what the um, astronauts mean to you. I don't know. MTV? Oh. <laughs> Do you do you remember yes. the moon men? The guy. Have... Mm. Yes. I don't know what it is. And they were being chased by like um, preteen children as well, like 11 to 12 year olds. They would mean something to you as well. Yeah. I don't know what though. Strange brain. Strange Very brain. Strange. And, and okay. And <clears throat> then there's the other school of thought that will say, oh, feck all the symbolism. Uh, that's all just, you know, filler. How do you feel when you wake up? Oh, I didn't feel good. Oh. Yeah, I felt, well, I, I felt very freaked out because he grabbed my my, my le- leg slash my sister's leg, you know. Mm. And then he obviously got what he wanted by going to the cinema. But I'd felt like it was like I'd I'd spent the night running from something. Oh, yeah. Now, see, if I was you, I would sit there and just, I would ruminate. Don't give it too long, but I'd, mm. I'd ruminate on who the hell is Jared Leto to you. You'll get there. This You'll is the thing, there. though. Do you know the way sometimes you, 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 they say in, in those dream things, you know, you're running from something. I'm like, mm. well, I'm sorry. I've done all the therapy in the world. Oh, I can't never tell enough. you. It's never, it's I, never like, enough. like if, if you're you're going to have to be very black and white about it, subconscious mind. Just tell me what the frig it is, because I can't mm. I can't ride this horse anymore. My legs are tired and the horse is spent. I'm Scott Hancock and I host From Queer to Eternity, a new podcast exploring what it means to be queer, where we have conversations like this. I look at younger generations and go, you can just Google this stuff. The fact that the only mention of queerness was don't get AIDS. <laughs> if I'd been marrying a girl, that would not have happened. Maybe we can find a, a universality that, that we weren't aware of before. That's why this podcast so great, because actually, well, I guess we just don't think to speak of this stuff and yet it's part of our fabric. From Queer to Eternity, available to listen to now from the Great Big Owl Company. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I have a, not, it's not a recurring dream, but it's a recurring theme where um, I'm in a house, which I know means me. Right. And the house is always haunted. Right. Which is fucking alarm bells. <laughs> this is the thing. And I'm like, excuse me. Um, I feel like I'm kind of on top of uh, what does be bothering me on a day to day. But what's this haunted thing? What's going on in the yeah. background? You know, as in. There's oh, and it's always something that I can see. Like I remember there was one creepy ass dream I had where um the curtains were moving on their own, and I was like, "See, see," and people were like, oh, "You're imagining it, you're imagining <gasps> it," and then um, this writing starts to dream. yeah, and then this writing starts to appear on the wall, which is like number one, there's a problem going on deep inside you, obviously that you're trying to tell people and they're not paying attention, and then literally the writing is on the wall. <laughs> That dream was many years ago. I I I feel I've moved on from then. But do you um, remember what the writing was? Because you know the way sometimes in your dreams you can't read things. Yes. Yeah. No. It it was a uh, scrawl nonsense. Okay. Yeah. Oh, girl. That's really in in, in um really frustrating about dreams where you're like, <laughs> and sometimes as well when you're doing a guided guided meditation, it's like, walk down the path. Open the chest. In the chest is the book of life. And in the book of life, open the page to your your name and then read down through the index and find out where you're going. And you flip through the book and it's just scribbles. Oh, I can't visualize anything. I swear to God, if I have to do guided visualization and they're like, walk into a meadow. And I'm like, OK, meadow. Yes. Got it. Yes. um, Yes. Meadow. We smell. I'm like so like in my head of. You wouldn't, you would never be like that in real life. You never stand in no. a meadow going, that's a meadowy smell, grass mm. on my legs. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah. there's there's the clouds in the sky. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm in the meadow, great, I've, I've come this far. And then over there, there's a McDonald's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I can smell McDonald's. And then I want McDonald's, so I toddle over to the drive-thru and I walk yeah. through the drive-thru and I go, hiya. Hiya. <laughs> Knock on the window, hiya. <laughs> Usual, please. Um... Okay, well, you you didn't feel good, but did you feel anxious or worried or do you think it was anything to do with that? No, I think I felt an air of confusion and just mm. tiredness and like that, that that idea of of knowing that once I woke up, I was like, oh, that was a dream of. But it was also like, oh, God, I felt like I, I really tossed and turned it that night. But yeah. I've been having a barrage of like weird, like quite fitful dreams of of late. And I don't mm. know what that is. Are lockdown dreams a thing? I think I saw that somewhere, that lockdown really? dreams are. Yeah. Well, it could be because I was only, I, I like last week, last Wednesday, um, my, I had one of those moments where I had to call my sister and say to her, listen, I do not feel good today. I just oh, no. don't. And I need you to talk to me because like, I think 
and everyone's gone to this experience of of you're kind of denying because because you you have to accept the situation we're all in, right? Mm. There's no like 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 you know none of us can just get on a plane and go to a place or go on holiday or go and or, or do anything or see people or meet anybody new. So you accept that. So then your brain goes off and does all of its defensive work to try and keep you hopeful and imagining and you know um moving forward with like goals and aspirations but there's a part of you that feels like that isn't even possible because you're not able to meet new people and do new things mm. and it was like the merging of those two worlds where I was going why do I feel down and I was going well I feel down because I haven't met any new people in a year and a half and I haven't mm. gone anywhere and I haven't done anything and and in moments in my life where I feel stuck usually I end up going home going to Ireland or 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 going just booking a flight and going somewhere and having an adventure and when I come yeah. back I feel like that's really reset me and I'm ready to kind of pick up my life again but I yeah. feel like my life kind of shut down as of before the pandemic and there were certain things that I wanted to leave at that point which I still think I'm struggling with because I haven't been able to have any new life experiences to to make myself know that those things are now in my past does that make yeah. sense yeah and it just yeah. hit me like a ton of old bricks. Well, sounds like there are a few things chasing you around the house then. Yeah. Not just Jared f- Leto. Not just Jared Leto. And uh, maybe the fact that you rang your sister about it uh, could tie into the dream also. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Also, I I, I need to clarify. I know I've used uh, Leto and Leto. I'm just confused as to what his last yeah. name is. And I flip-flopped around in my pronunciation of his name. Well, it's not a name we would have come across growing up in Ireland, really, so. No, no. J- well, Jared Leto. I mean, Yasmin Akram was bad enough. I would I would have loved to have a, a Jared Leto around being a friend of mine. Yeah. And F- Philippa was a bit uh, rogue. not the usual either. Rogue one. Yeah, rogue, off-road, rogue. Oh, she tried to be go. Philippa. Anyway, listen, yeah. let's move on to your your sweet, sweet worry of the week, my friend. Oh, it's very quick. How are we for time? Oh, we are. Let me see. We've got bags of time. We're in 36 minutes. Well, it'll be very quick because um, I just had a very momentary worry. This is a fresh one. A very momentary worry there the other day. I think it was Saturday, Friday. Can't remember. Um, I thought for, I really, really worried sickly, deeply in my stomach that I had nicked something from a shop accidentally. I was um, going through my bags when I came home. And I took something out of the bag and I went, I have absolutely no recollection of buying this. Absolutely none. <laughs> well, was it, would you share what it was or is it personal? No, it was a baby soother. <laughs> and <laughs> I knew I went to town looking for said article. I knew right. I did. I just had absolutely zero recollection of um, paying for it. Right. And uh, I just was standing there frozen. You know when you think your bag is empty, so you're going through your bag. You're like, yeah, got that, that. There's the shower gel. There's the whatever. You know. Yeah. And there's a lump in the bottom of the bag, and I was like, oh, "What's yeah. this? What's this then?" It's usually an, a, a, an onion or a garlic bulb. Yeah. Maybe a, a card of chocolate. Who knows? <laughs> um. So I took it out and I went, "What the fuck is this?" I said to myself, <laughs> "I know whose voice that is. It's my mother's." What yeah. the fuck is this? <laughs> Not an overreaction in the slightest. (laughs) No. My mother once, by the by, when I was a teenager, she found an orange Tic Tac on the couch. 
<laughs> who does she turn to immediately? What the fuck is this? <laughs> and I stared at her for ages, just just wanting to make her sweat, just to make her sweat. Just yeah. I went, I don't know, ma'am. What do you think it is? She goes, you tell me what what is this? I doubt she actually used the F word. No, she wouldn't. She wouldn't be profanity laden like that. She was just like, what is this? What is this? Did she think and it was drugs? Is that what she, where she went to? Look at, of course, as the first place. Yeah. Little Did old you me. your mind on Tic Tacs? I wouldn't say, it, yeah. I know, yeah. Uh, like, well, I wouldn't say boo to a goose when I was a teenager. I wouldn't say boo. And she turns around to the wrong person and goes, what's this? You know, it's down the side of the couch. And I was staring at her going, I don't know, what do you think it is? And she goes, you tell me. I said, it's a fucking orange Tic Tac, ma'am. Come on. What you take me for? Seriously. If I'm going to do drugs, like I'm going to do it outside of the house. Like, why would you be like, you know, reclining on your sofa at home? Going, oh. I'm just going to drop this pill. <laughs> at home with my ma'am. Yeah. In well, the well, west of gonna... Ireland. <laughs> and it's a three and a half mile walk into town. Let the good times roll. <laughs> Why would I fucking do that? Friends is on in 20 minutes. <laughs> I've, I've, I've watched Home and Away. I've done my homework and now I'm waiting on Friends. I have better yeah. things for doing. It's not time to pill up now. No. And then there was the other time that, um, do you remember Sulpidine? When you could buy Sulpidine? Now, what is Sulpidine for those who don't who aren't in the know? Oh, it's a very strong codeine based painkiller. And again, here I am dating myself. You could buy it off the shelf when we were teenagers. Could you not Could you not buy that now? You can, but I think you need a prescription. It's behind the counter. Oh. You can't just pick it up, uh, you know, footloose and fancy free. No, it's codeine. Codeine. So I love a bit yeah. of codeine. I won't, be, I won't lie. This, I love a well, this codeine. is why. You'd be off your tits on, on sulpidine in school. Because <laughs> if you're, you'd have, you know, terribly uncomfortable periods. <laughs> Sorry, I just said that really seriously. Anyway, um, (laughs) yeah, me and my, yeah, we'd be, uh, yeah. Anyway, so I had, you know, soluble sulpidine was the best one to get because God, it was powerful stuff. But it came in a square, right? A square rip off um, little piece of cardboard and the round sulpidine was in the middle. Yeah. And my dad found two of them in a drawer and he came into the room. What the fuck is this? Salpidin, and, father. and I was like, I know what he thinks that is. He thinks that's prophylactic. A prophylactic. Can't say the word. <laughs> Condom. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Condom. He thought it was, yeah. I'm glad so he used a con- French pronunciation of condom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be all sophisticated. Yeah. And um, he came he in waving the that. What the fuck is this? <laughs> and again, I stared also, him down going, oh, it stop. for the tiniest penis in the world. Oh, Look at my parents just thought I was up to all sorts. I you were a wrongin, but I was I was the opposite of a wrongin. I didn't talk in school. I didn't talk. Do you thought you were on some kind of you, you were taking pills of a Thursday night and you had mm. like frangers in your drawer waiting for a, a a fella to come along? Yeah. So again, I stared him down and I let him sweat, and he goes, "What is this?" And I went, "It's sulpidine, soluble." For period pain. Well, he never ran out the room so quickly. Oh, God, he was gone. He was gone out of the gone room. Gone for dust. Um. Anyway, so I thought I stole this um, baby soother and mm-hmm. um, I looked at it and I just could not remember buying it. Right. And I went forward in time and I was like, oh, fuck, I, I will definitely be walking back 
to the shop with this and go, I'm so sorry. I walked out. I didn't pay for this. I threw it into my bag, completely distracted. Uh, I didn't know I had it. Can I pay you for it now? And then I started to worry, what if they don't believe you? What if they think you're just um, a, a shoplifter who likes to just take things and then cause a scene by coming back and pretending to be all moral about it? Um, I don't know. I don't know. And I just, I, the head didn't spin. Do you remember spin. standing near the shelf that they were on? Like, do you, like, like, do you, do you remember that? Uh, eventually I like, I really had to like center myself and go, no, 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 no. Hang on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Because the fact that it was so deep down in the bag, like it made me think that, um, I don't know that I had to put it there purposefully, like as in, you know, I wouldn't take something purposely from a shop without paying it, paying for it. And then I found something actually beside it that I remember kind of buying. And I was like, yes, actually, sorry, I do. I do remember paying for this now. Sorry, that's a really shit story. But it no, is just that thing of these moments of like intense panic, just yeah. bam yeah. into your day. You could be yeah. going about your business. Everything's going fine. Mm. And then you see something, you make an assumption and mm. tailspin. Yeah, emotional flashback. Oh, stop. And then, um, but I'm just really, I'm really glad that um, it lasted mere seconds. I'd say back in the day that could have gone on for a few hours and I would have torn my hair out worrying about that gun. But did I definitely pay for it? And then I found the receipt and I was like, there it is. You're just, you're just tired. You're just busy. You're just. um, Yes, yes, um, yes. What's the word? Distracted, you know. And I was also actually really happy that I had a moment of self-compassion where I went, look at if you did take it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that you went out of your way. It's because all of those things, you're tired, yes. you're distracted, you're busy. If you can explain that to the, because you will go back and pay for it and you'll offer to pay. Like I would do that. I'm, that I, that's, I just wouldn't rest until I did that. So, you know, yeah, you might have a few embarrassing moments down at the shop going, by the way, this is what happened. But at least I'd be able to forgive myself and go, Oh my God, that's, you know, but that's really powerful because first of all, I think when, like if, if outside of being like a, a kid, like I think when someone goes back into a shop and says, look, I was so tired. I took this by mistake. I paid for everything else. And I just obviously threw this into my, my basket and I didn't think about it. Then I think that they're going to like let you off the hook. But I think the more, the more important thing is that you are finding yourself in that moment being compassionate towards yourself because there's something really I don't know if it's like the point of our lives that we're at, but I think mm. there's something really um, tremendous that happens as we get older where we we stop doing that to ourselves, where everything mm. is such a big deal and it's so, and, and we're so stupid all the time for, yeah. I, I, like when you just go, I'm not, as you're saying, I'm not, tr- I didn't go, I didn't try to do something bad or I didn't try to do this. I just had a moment and I'm a human being for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah. Because years ago, I would have been like, you're such a fucking idiot. Look what you've done now. Look what you've done now. You had a really good week. All was going well. You did You did, You did. did so well this week. And now look what you did. You're after doing that. That's a really bad thing. You're bad. You're a bad person. Shame on you. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Don't ever go to the shop again. In fact, don't leave the house. Don't do anything. Get into the box. Get into the cupboard. Stay there. Don't even. You silly fool. So I was really yeah. glad I didn't have that reaction with myself and that it just it was um it was a fleeting moment when once upon a time it could have been a Tales good few yeah. yeah 
Yeah. And a few hours put aside just ruminating on that and beating myself up and being horrible. No, so. no. I'm glad. I'm glad that that happened because, again, mm. it's completely... And it's always that thing where if I said that to you, you'd be nothing but... I mean, I know th- th- this isn't a good example because you did that for yourself. But, you know, anything like that where if one of your friends said it to you, you'd go, apps, listen, don't worry about it. You know, it's time to have that for yourself. Because mm. this is the only time I will ever say I don't agree with RuPaul all the time. But when RuPaul says, you know, if you don't, you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? I mm. agree with that to a point. But I think I find it so much easier to be kind and compassionate to other people, but not so much to myself. Absolutely you know? true. I, Absolutely I'm a big, true. big believer in going, don't you beat yourself up over yeah. that, Sheila? That's it. Like if it was you who said, I think I just stole something by mistake. And I, I'd be like, look at this yeah. that and the other do you want me to go back to do you want to like and if you were like oh that can make this right as I go back to the shop and I'll be like do you want me to go with you will I, I stand yeah, beside exactly, you exactly will I do it for you what do you want to do mm. let's figure this one out and yeah. of course I could do that for anyone else but historically not for myself well, and yeah you're dead right um, but the, but you know this is you've done it and also talking about it means you're marking it in your life calendar as the day that you as a, as a day that you said no no enough of that let's be kind to myself so mm. now that you've done it once it's just going to get stronger and stronger as a habit that you are now forming so that's yeah very very good Philippa yeah I was yeah. I was gladly surprised myself I think it it feeds into that thing where do you know when um, you always fear the worst. Mm-hmm. And then when you think it has happened, you actually surprise yourself with how you react. Yes. And I surprised myself there with how I react. I really surprised myself. Um, so I was glad. I was like, okay, so say if something awful did happen, God, I'd, chances are I might, God, heavens forbid, I might be actually sympathetic to myself. Yeah, yeah, Christ. yeah. God, yeah, listen, that's what we're all moving forward. That's what we're all moving towards. And I think especially when you're a warrior is... Uh, like not trying to get rid of the worry because we're never going to be able to do that. I, I don't think, I could be wrong. I think it's just having that self-compassion and I might have said it before, but you know, when when we have bad feelings or we think we do bad things, we think we are bad people and we're having a mm. bad life. Whereas we're, as human beings, we're supposed to have good and bad experiences. So mm. when you have a bad experience, that's you being a successful human, mm. you know? Success Hmm. is not built on just, yes, 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 everything's going right. Successful human being on a planet means that things go wrong. You fuck up. You feel anxious and depressed. That is the full spectrum of being a human. So we need to expand upon our expectations of... And just what we we deem as successful. Because Hmm. if you left this earth tomorrow, not you, one left this earth tomorrow and said I just had positive experiences I don't know what it's like to have my heart broken I don't know what it's like to fail at something I don't think that's a a legitimate life experience I don't Mm. think that you would have you know the the you wouldn't have ever grown as a human being if you didn't have those moments Mm. and I like the way there that you said um if you do a bad thing you're a bad person and you are living a bad life I think we find it really easy to pick up a couple of things maybe from our past and go well because you did that you are a bad person and you have lived Mm -hmm. a bad life and you forget about the whole rest of your life where you've done this whole mixture of things because we are we're a mixture like you said and um we're neither good nor bad we are a total blend and we have to we have to be open to um the 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 variance the variance the ebbs and the flows the sea of life yeah 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 
And it's the same thing with bad feelings as well. Every time people, every every time people, that's good. That's, <laughs> um, but when I feel bad, like I, I'll sometimes get like, like start to feel like my whole day is fucked because I'm in a really bad mood. Mm. But it's but, but because I think if I was a happy person or if I, you know, if my life was how I wanted it to be, I would never feel these emotions, which is so fucking stupid. I get you. Yeah. So it's you, and then you just go, no, over there is this thing or this experience that I'm going to have that one day is going to mean that I never feel these, this, this anger or frustration or whatever. Mm. So now it's about, oh God, I must be a failure because I'm feeling like shit today. And it's going, there's people on yachts who are billionaires who have, you know, the person of their dreams in their bed beside them and everything else. And they still wake up feeling shit and depressed. And, you know, it's, it ain't yeah. that. That's not, a, it's not what it's about. It's not about moving you out of a different situation. Yeah. Negative emotions aren't a failure. No. They're um, emotions and they're part of the game. Exactly. And exactly. Um, and they're what makes the game more interesting. Exactly. Exactly. They're, they're mm. adding color and um, texture to the yes, game. Yes, to the tapestry of the game. The game now, Phil, the, yeah. we're finishing up here. I've, I've just bluntly said it. Um, yes, but so this is the end of series two, but we're going to take So we're going to take a little break, not as long as the break we took between series one and now, but we're going to take some time to ourselves. Um, <laughs> but I just wanted to say a quick shout out and hello to the people who have emailed in because people have sent some really lovely, very personal emails that I've really loved um, reading and feel like I don't want to talk about them uh, uh, an awful lot on the air because I feel like they first of all they haven't really said to talk about them um yeah. but 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 I really appreciate we really appreciate you writing in um yes and there was just one though that I, I got recently that I think it was well first of all my mind was blown because it was from New York and oh I my was goodness. just like because I I think I might say this to you, but I had the best night of my life in New York City when I was twenty one. The best fucking night of my life. I can't remember where I was. I can't remember, but I do remember what happened because it was amazing. Um, but it was so I I just yeah I I love New York and um I had the best our, pizza of my life in New York. See, it's just it's a Look city it. that keeps giving. Yeah. Um, but um, our 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 writer inner. Um, again I won't say her name I won't say her name mm. but she was saying that um, she's you know she's applying for jobs and um, lost a job over the pandemic and mm. now has been going for lots of interviews and is very 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 worried about interviews yeah. like really freaks her out and and she kind of came up with some solutions as to why she was feeling that way but I just mm. thought we could riff a little more to kind of support even more on that particular worry because well, there's a few things that have come into my mind, but do you want to share first and foremost before I bulldoze into a big fucking speech about something? Um, I think when you were, you when you read out the email to me, uh, the first thing one of the first things that jumped out at me was that she said that um, in interviews, particularly, she feels like a fraud and a big mm-hmm. imposter, and. A big part of me just wants to say, please, please don't feel like that. Please don't feel like that. Because please always remember that so many of us feel like that all the time. Mm. And I think I think a big thing of the imposter thing is you feel like I am the only imposter in this planet. But I think <laughs> if we all pool together, there are millions of imposters. We're all in it together. <laughs> Do you know that kind of thing? Yes, that like, yeah. Chances are the person sitting opposite you doing the interview also mm. could feel like an imposter they could be like who am I to sit here and ask this person 
where they think why they think that they are good enough for this job. I mean, please don't ever feel alone in that because um, it's it's so common. And if I would ever feel nervous about going into an interview, I would just remember, you know, this person could we could have more in common than we think because you tend to like really distance yourself from the person who's interviewing you Mm. and you think you know there's that person who holds all the power in this moment and they get to decide my future because they're the boss and I'm the potential employee and you know just see just see them as a person and they might you know I don't know just don't feel alone well, I think I think building on that as well, what you're saying is because I've had this situation, you've had a, a situation of auditioning an awful lot, you know. Yes. And I think that like I would go into a room, and I think when when those things changed for me was when I would go in and first of all feel like, well, I'm going to get it or I'm not going to get it. Yeah. It's absolutely it doesn't mean anything about me as a person. It's just mm. I'm going to get this or not get this. Mm. And then I think the other thing that helped me was kind of breaking down what I thought it was versus what it actually was, you know? Right, yes. And most of the time we want something because we think, well, when it's a job, you know, there's money, there's there's that kind of thing. But there's also like a feeling that we think it's going to give us um, that makes us feel safe and that makes us feel, you, you know, um, I, I, I don't know that we're, we're in some way successful or whatever the thing is. So we're looking, we're going in looking for what we're going to get from that situation Mm. rather than going well first of all I'm going in to give them something they're not I'm not getting something from them they are getting something from me I'm going to give them you know I'm going to throw my hat in the ring and say these are the things that I could offer you so so you're there to give uh, give a gift to somebody so that's a that's a a kind of a cool thing is that you're Mm. not going going in to beg for something you've got the credentials and the skills to go in there and give something and then it's up to that those people um whether they accept it or not but it's not like if you see it as i need to get something the stakes are so high because you're going in there and you need to get something out of that if you're just going in to give something and then let, let the chips fall where they may it yes. kind of gives you more of an empowerment thing. Um, yes. And also, and I know that you always laugh at me in a very kind way, but I, this is the thing that kind of keeps me going is that I learned only a couple of years ago that people who are shit, total shit at what they do, have no problem succeeding in life simply because they go, yeah, I can do that. And when I realized that people who shit people were walking into rooms going, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I'm really good at that. Then I was like, but I can do it. I can legitimately do that job. And they and, and so why am I second guessing myself and, and, and questioning my ability to do something that I know I can do when Billy Big Bollocks is going in there and I know and I know he's shit and most people know he's shit and he's just going, yeah, I can do it. So if it's simply about saying I can, yeah, I can do this job. I deserve to do this job because I know I can do it. Well, then fuck yeah, sign me up. Yeah, I can do it too. And if it's just yeah. then the two of us saying I can do it, well, I'm not lying because I can do it. I know that was, that, that went off with a spiral. Well, conf- confident, confidence is a game changer. Confidence. Oh my God, <laughs> it is. And that's the thing. Most confident people don't really have the, 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 what you call it? The, the, the nuts. through. The follow through. I mean, they're just kind of saying it because they go, yeah. And once you say, yeah, everyone goes, oh, okay, cool. But I find it really funny that people who have the ability to do something question themselves and feel like they're imposters, but Mm. they're more 
qualified and they have more um, actual love and passion for a job than someone who just goes, yeah. Yeah. I know I dare to keeps me up at night, Phil. You know it does. You know it does. I just kind of go, that person is so shit. (laughs) But actually, something you said there really um, resonated, which was, oh yeah, the best auditions Mm -hmm. I've ever had is when I realise all I'm doing is walking into a room and talking to a person. Yeah. And I've left behind um, all the thoughts of, well, if I got this job, it would mean this. And, you know, the, yes. the money would be good and I need this job right now. And, you know, the security I'd get for the next few months with this job and X, Y and Z. When I park all of that yeah, and all that expectation and pressure I put on myself and I just go in and go, it was just a brain. I don't know. It was like just a thought I had that going, where, ugh, a thought I had where a voice just said, you do realize you're just going into a room with a person, don't you? that see this is the thing and it's yeah it's that and it's like it all bleeds into the thing of like taking the meaning out of it Hmm. what does this mean to me and and like as you say you go off and you go this will help this and this and just go Hmm. taking all of that away it's just me and another human being having a conversation and then i can't control then then you go into your feminine energy because you've done all that you can so now you just have to receive and allow receive and allow what's going to happen you go with the flow that's it. You just have to do that. Also, and that this uh, uh, this is my final thought, and feel be, f- feel free to have more after me. But um, mm-hmm. I remember I really, really wanted this job. Okay, I really, really wanted it, and I said to myself, okay, if you get this job, because it seemed like I would, if you get this job, I want you to time from the moment you hear you got the job yes. to when you when, when the excited energetic yay feeling leaves you okay yes so yes. then about an hour later my agent calls and she says you got the job I said great yes. I started to feel excited felt really good 25 minutes it lasted fuck 25 minutes of yay I got the job too well, I what am I gonna have for my dinner yeah and it was that and I went oh, I didn't so- take the chicken out of the freezer so all of that like mm. anxiousness and, and wanting it to happen gave me 25 minutes of a high that mm. then just fucking dissipated. So that's the thing as well. It's like, even if you get the job or whatever it is, no matter what area it's in, you're going to have 25 minutes, maybe let's say a couple of days of, oh, I feel so relieved. And then some fucking other thing is going to come around the corner, you know, and that's yeah. cool because we're warriors and we can deal with it with compassion and kindness, but you know yes um yes i remember you telling me that before and you got the 25 minutes and it's, 25 just, it's just like and it, it always makes me think of, uh one of the first conversations we had was about our feeling of when you go on holidays and you're all got this all this anticipation you're like yeah i'm on holidays going on holidays you get on the plane you're pumped you get off you, you check in at the hotel you're still pumped and then the evening of the first night comes around and you go that's it now there's only six days left <laughs> I've nothing to look forward to now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that thing of like, we just won't let ourselves have it, will we? Because we're no. not in the moment. We're not in the in the moment mm. of the flow and the, the yes, the fl- yeah, the moment of um, just going, well, this right now is lovely. Forget about next week when you're back in the real world or whatever yeah. it is. Anyway, back to the person's letter. Um, Go on. There's another thing she said that in an interview, she was really afraid of making a fool of herself. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, please, please don't ever feel like you're, I, part of me just wants to think that there's just no such thing as making a fool of yourself. No, you're just, never. you're just, no, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. Chances are you're trying your, your 
jolly best. You're really trying your best. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't see there's anything of making a fool out of yourself. You're, let me get. Let, let me as, as well expand upon that one. Um, mm-hmm. I remember doing a. Uh, I was doing stand up. Right. Mm. I, and I, actually I was doing I was emceeing a night. Right. So I was the compare of the night. I walk up onto the stage. Right. Most of my friends have shown up because it was one of the first comparing gigs I ever did. And as I took the mic out of the stand, I hit myself in the teeth with it. Like, Ouch. and it made like a <laughs> sound when yeah. I did it. And everybody I hadn't said a word yet. And everybody pissed themselves like they pissed themselves. And I remember going, oh, my God, I haven't even said anything. It's the beginning of the night and I've already hit myself in the teeth. And from th- that moment, made everybody be on my side and I had an amazing night and I remember like halfway through like like 10 minutes from the end I was like hey do you remember when I hit myself in the teeth (laughs) and everyone was like yeah so it's that thing of actually the more the moments that we are are vulnerable and human are the moments that we're going to connect with people in the room and you know they're the brilliant moments if you just again if it's all good stuff you, you you might make an impression but also if you like spill your coffee all over the desk it might also be something amazing that comes from that as well yeah they might remember you more yeah nothing is none of that none of that stuff was wasted like um and don't let that hold you back because that's a terrible it's a terrible um uh dampener you know oh oh there was a great phrase Oh, I, I'm going to butcher it, but this is what I can remember of it. And we all know my memory is horrific, but it was something along the lines of the the limits you put on yourself will never allow others to see who you really are. And what mm. would you prefer? Would you prefer people to see who you really are um, and all your layers? Or would you like to be this one dimensional flat person who has it all in check? Mm. But, you know. You're not living freely because you're afraid that it might all go wrong. Was that the entire quote? <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't ask me where it started. It stopped. And actually, I just want—I just want to—I want to round up that by saying, uh, I've spent many years controlling my behavior for fear of making it. F- this is not me saying, "Oh, I've lived my whole life completely free oh God, and yeah. untethered." Yeah. Absolutely not. I'll make I a have, show. My, I'll make my show. Uh, show myself on the fucking daily. That's what happens. Oh, stop! And and I've tried. I've tried my best not to um, do things where I think I'm making a show of myself. But uh, you know, I don't know. Is it the, the the where we are in our lives at the moment? I'm just like I just, at the right at the moment. I'm like I. I don't see anything as embarrassing, to be honest. No. Um, the day I show, I went, oh, answered the door to my neighbours and I didn't realise that my trousers were open and I had slightly down. So it basically looked like I had just been um, fingering myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure t- maybe you, were, you had been and that's okay. Maybe, and listen, it's all okay, but you don't you don't answer the door in a very chipper fashion with your... Sure. Yeah. Yeah, full of the joys. Yeah. So listen, I've never yeah. done that in an interview yet. No. <laughs> Try it next time. Well, an, an icebreaker. An icebreaker. Anyway, listen. Yeah. This is the end of We Heart Worry series two. Thanks so much for tuning in. Yeah. We'll be back soon. Don't worry. Yeah. And um send us um emails. But actually, if you do send an email and mm-hmm. you want us to read it out word for yeah. word, say it in the email. Just say exactly. Other please feel that, free. Pr- protect your privacy because you know we, we it's a safe space. Here's a safe space. Yeah. Yeah, just be very, um, just be, just say it, uh, just say it in the email. Please read, please don't read. Mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. 
because right. we're really bad at reading in between the lines we just need it to be yeah we need you to do that black and white about it yeah. alright listen uh, safe home god bless take care of yourselves now It's an S-Pod thing. The podcast revisiting S-Club 7's insane TV show. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone's binge watched this. Anyone who's not on drugs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this into my life. Uh, it was honestly <laughs> truly appalling. Guests help me analyse the show in more detail than anyone ever asked for. It feels weird to me to say the phrase sex object in a show that <laughs> was aimed at six-year-olds. Do you think, do you think this is one of the problems with this show is that seven is too much? It's an S-Pod thing from Great Big Owl. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.